0: What's up, non-believers, doubters, and skeptics? My name is Kevin, and I'm an ex-Christian who lives in the Bible Belt. I've come up with 24 tips slash outlooks that I think will help non-believers in everyday life. Whether you're an atheist, an agnostic, or just a person who's questioning their faith, I think these tips might help to navigate through the largely monotheistic world in which we live. Let's go ahead and get started with number one, Be skeptical. Don't be easily convinced. Question everything. Have doubts. Put claims to the test. Number two, remember that the burden of proof is on the person making the claim. If you don't believe something, you're not making the claim. You're just not convinced. See number one, the person who's claiming a supernatural entity is the one who has to prove that it's real. Number three, know that you're not alone. Although sometimes it might not feel like it. You're definitely not alone in not believing that gods exist. Most people on earth disbelieve in every god except for one. And we just take it one step further. Number four, the believers deserve respect, but the beliefs don't. You know how Christians say, love the sinner, hate the sin? Well, we say respect the believer, not the beliefs. Beliefs deserve to be criticized and scrutinized. Number five, a majority belief doesn't make it correct. This is known as an ad populum argument or an appeal to popularity, and it's a logical fallacy. You know, once upon a time, most people believed that the sun rotated around the earth. That didn't make them right either. Number six, your experiences are valid. There are going to be times when people attack your credibility and say, you were never a true Christian. That's known as the no true Scotsman fallacy. Those people who call themselves Christians now and say that you never were one Don't get to dictate your experiences. Only you do. Number seven, people don't like when you reject their gods. Some people are just going to straight up lash out at you and attack you because you don't believe what they do. They take it personally, but you know what? That's on them. That's not your fault that they act that way. Number eight, questioning is not sinning. Sin is just a made-up concept to make people feel unworthy and that they need salvation, that God is going to be the one to save them. Asking questions and doubting whether or not God exists is not sin. Number nine, do your grocery shopping on Sunday mornings. I thought I'd break up the seriousness a little bit here, but do your grocery shopping on Sunday morning while everybody's at church. And thank me later. Number 10, you don't have to define yourself. Now, we're all guilty of this. I'm guilty of this because I call myself an agnostic atheist. But you don't have to define yourself at all. If you want to, that's cool. But you don't have to call yourself an atheist, agnostic, theist, questioner, Christian. It doesn't matter. You don't have to put a label on yourself if you don't want to. Just be you. Number 11. Use street epistemology. Street epistemology is a conversational tool that helps people reflect on the reliability of the methods used to arrive at their deeply held beliefs. Asking questions makes for better conversation. Asking questions... Makes people question. Ask people what they believe. Ask why they believe it and ask how they got to that conclusion. Instead of accusations, we need conversations. Number 12, it's not a relationship, it's a religion. This is a little play on the Christian phrase it's not a religion, it's a relationship. I just flipped it around because people wouldn't have that relationship if it weren't for religion. So, don't let them pull a fast one on you. It's a religion. Number 13, it's okay to say, I don't know. This is one of my favorite things to say. And actually, I have a hoodie that has, it's okay to say, I don't know on there. Link in the description. Saying, I don't know is intellectually honest. We don't have to have all the answers. Questions are better. So, it's okay to say, I don't know. Let's look into it, let's try to figure it out. Number 14, America is not a Christian nation. I'm currently reading, well, listening to Andrew Seidel's book, The Founding Myth, which dispels that whole notion that we are a Christian nation. God is mentioned zero times in the Constitution. Our country was founded on the freedom of religion, not the principles of Christianity. Number 15, you don't need a God to be good. Our morals do not come from religion, thank God. Pun intended. And I'm glad that they don't, because if you look at the Old Testament, I'm glad that society's morals have evolved from that point, because slavery was okay, genocide was okay, and I think generally, we've just come a long way since then. We don't get our morals from religion. Number 16, depression and anxiety doesn't mean that you need Jesus. There isn't a void that needs to be filled with anything supernatural. We all struggle in our own ways. So, if you really need help, seek professional help. Don't rely on something supernatural and unproven. Number 17, indoctrination is why most people believe. 80 to 90% of people believe the same way that their parents do or that the people around them do. Now, of course, that's not always the case. There are definitely exceptions, but that's usually how it goes. If your parents had a different religion, you would most likely be a part of that religion. Or if you were born in a different country, you would likely believe the way that the people believe there. It's just how it is. Number 18, atheism isn't a worldview. People seem to associate atheism with science, but all atheism means is I don't believe in any gods. It has nothing to do with knowing how the universe came to be. I talk to theists sometimes and they try to shift that burden of proof and say, oh yeah, well, where did everything come from then? I'm not making any claims on knowing where everything came from. I just don't believe in gods. I have no reason to believe in any gods that I've been presented with so far. Number 19, hell is nothing to fear. There are hells in many religions. I know when I was a Christian, I didn't fear any other hell from any other religion. And so there's no reason to fear any hell at all once you completely get rid of religion. It's just like how you believe in every god except for one. And then you say, oh, I don't believe in that one either. It's the same thing with hell. You just stop believing in that one particular hell, that one particular God. Number 20, faith isn't a good enough reason to believe in a God. As Matt Dillahunty says, faith is the excuse people give for believing something when they don't have evidence. Now, faith might be good enough for some people to believe what they do, but it's not really a sound reason. And their faith is no reason to convince me to believe in their God. Number 21, we don't choose our beliefs. You either believe something, or you don't. So when other people say, oh, you should just believe in God, that's silly. I can't just flip a switch in my brain and be like, okay, I believe now. That's not how beliefs work. Number 22, these are not the end times. People have been saying that we're living in the end times for quite some time. And yes, it's true that we are closer now to the end of the world than we've ever been. That doesn't mean that there's a God orchestrating it all and that Jesus' return is imminent. Number 23, and maybe my favorite on this list, is they are loud. You don't have to be quiet. If you're like me and you live in the Bible Belt, then you constantly see posts about Jesus and God all the time. You hear people talk about it everywhere you go. They're loud. They talk about their beliefs all the time. So we don't have to be quiet about our lack of belief or rejecting their beliefs or rejecting what their religion is trying to push on society. We should be able to be just as loud and voicing our opposition. And finally, number 24, unexplainable does not mean that God did it. Just because something can't be explained or hasn't been explained, that doesn't mean that we get to put something supernatural in its place. That's called the God of the gaps fallacy. The only thing that we can take from it is that we don't have a good explanation. I hope some of these tips have helped. I made a non-believers survival guide that you can download for free at the link in the description or go to jesusunfollower.com slash guide thank you so much for listening and a special thank you to all of my patrons if you want to support the show you can do so at patreon.com slash Jesus for as little as two bucks a month every dollar really goes a long way and I'm not in it for the money but I do appreciate it because it does take some time and money to run the podcast run the youtube channel and all that jazz so until next time Let logic and reason guide the way. Peace out.